Warning, this episode of Ohio is on Fire contains strong opinions and viewpoints that belong to the host and guests that appear on Ohio is on Fire. This show contains entertainment and honesty that reaches extreme levels. Please do not try this at home. Tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel okay. Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. My name is Elizabeth Holford, and I'm the executive director at Equality Ohio. I have a first amendment. Equality Ohio. And these officers want me to leave this position just because you got Equality, Ohio. Witnesses say during a heated confrontation, a health care reform opponent had his pinky finger bitten off when he stuck it in a health care reformer supporter's face. Police say the 65-year-old man picked up his finger and drove himself to Los Robles Hospital, where they're now trying to reattach it. Police tonight are searching for the biter who ran from the scene. Enough! Silence! I can't take no more! Fire! 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 Let's just talk. Listen, I'm sorry. You're highly professional in what you do. You get here for re- Or is this fantasy? No, I am back to save the innocent from corporate radio once again, because it is season 10 of Ohio is on fire. I am your host, Daniel Diesel, and I am back. Yes, this is really happening. We are here in Fairborn Dayton, Ohio, here at WWSU 106.9 FM, college radio at its finest. I am back for season 10. And um, yes, about two years ago, I said goodbye. But I'm saying hello as of January 31st. I'm saying hello once again. And you'll find out why I'm saying hello. Because there's a big, great story behind why I'm here. Um, A lot has happened in the last two years since I've last been on this station. But I am back. And um, of course, if anyone that remembers Ohio is on fire, I am a variety entertainment show. But um, I guess I I should explain who I am for those that are new listeners. I am Daniel Diesel. Um, I have um, about five years worth of experience of college radio here at WBSU, Wright State University's radio station. And of course, I'm mostly known for this little radio show called Ohio is on Fire. It is a variety, and this show is a variety show where I play independent music, I play local music, I, I interview people most episodes, I have funny skits, I share my thoughts on life. Anything that's on my mind, that's in my heart, I put on this show. Um, this show is supposed to be the best of Ohio. Um, I, I give a showcase to those that normally don't have a national voice. And, of course, um, I try to correlate what's going on with Ohio with the rest of the world. Um, Tis the name of Ohio is on fire. And, of course, if you're familiar with that name as a song, of course, uh, the song is uh, my theme song. It's of Mice of Men. Um, they've heard of the name of the show. And back in 2011, they recorded a track using that name. Um, they were inspired 
by the name of this show, and it's awesome, and um, it's cool. I now use, um, it's part of my intro, as you just heard. That's, that's, that is my intro every episode, and it's a kick-butt song, rockin' and rollin', heavy metal stuff by of, my, of Mice and Men. And um, Ohio's on fire. I, I try to challenge myself on the show. Like I don't. I know most DJs and radio hosts. They try to play it simple. Um, well, those then there are those that go beyond, above and beyond. And that's what I want to do because um, I love radio. I love hosting, and I want to take people on experience. Every episode, I want every experience to be unique. And I hope to do that once again. As this is season ten of the show. Where Ohio froze down, and um, I'm very happy. If you can't tell, I'm very happy to be back on the air. As um, I have some things I want to accomplish, and um, I'll explain why at the end of the show. I'm going to be on until a little bit before eight, as I'm on for two and a half hours. So, um, but throughout the show, I will have um, I'll bring back everyone's favorite segment. And also, I got a guest interview for tonight. As I do interview people most, I do interview people most episodes. I have Amanda Barbosa. She is a professional photographer from Fairborn, Ohio. She's going to be on live. Actually, at the top of the hour, she's scheduled for the interview. Me and her will have a good conversation about her work and other fun things that she cares about. And of course, you can call if you wish to um, interact with us or me throughout the show at any time. Calls here at. Seven seven five 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 five. Yes, that is still the number after all these years. And I should tell you, we have a brand new phone. As I'm, I'm gonna get my um, video camera to film this. We for many years we had the old gray landline phone. Um, it was a, it was like a light colored gray color. Um, they got rid of it finally. It's now a black phone. If that phone that we previously had was from 1988. Maybe we've moved up to 2008. I think this phone might be outdated by 10 years, which is an improvement for this station. But yes, but the number is the same, 775-5555. And also, there's a brand new feature. Um, if you go to um, WSU1069.org, that is the website of this radio station, there's a new feature where you can interact with myself, Daniel Diesel. Um, just, it says send a message, and you can interact with me on the air at any time. And of course, you can ask a question to me or to my guests of the night, Amanda Barbosa. Um, that is up to you to do that. But that's available for all shows here at this radio station. Um, so that is a new feature that has been added since I've been gone. Um, the technology keeps improving all the time, and I enjoy it. I think it's now time to bring back a favorite segment of everybody's. Yes, if you remember this, it is back. It has not died. It's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It is the one and only O-M-V-P. And that stands for Ohio's Most Valuable Pedestrian. Ooh, ah. Now, for those of you that um, remember this award, um, it's, uh, it was more of a shout-out. Like, I don't really give an award or any... I don't give, like, a new car away to the people that win this award. But it's just a shout-out to citizens of the state of Ohio or groups of people in the state of Ohio or anyone that has a slight connection of the state of Ohio that did something good or weird in a good way. And within the recent week or the recent month, something around this showtime as I do these broadcasts. Um, and um, that's, so that's what OMV is all about. And of course there's a backstory to each OMVP. There's usually an article. There's usually thoughts of mine. So I got the article up. 
Of course, I get my video camera because yes, I do film these shows live action. So um, here's the article. I got this from www.dispatch.com. Um, the Columbus Dispatch is the newspaper. The Florida cancer patient inspires flower donations in Central Ohio. And there is a video to this. I'll play the video and I'll speak on some of the um, article. But here it is. And of course, the article that I'm going to read some of is by Julia Aller from the Columbus Dispatch. But um, Cynthia Rudolph loved drawing, singing, and being a stay-at-home mom to her son Owen. She made friends easily, often inviting him to her house near Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where she crafted enormous handmade meals. She seemed to always overcook, said her husband Alex Rudolph, a native of Columbus. Everyone left with different things of Tupperware. Cynthia relished the role of caretaker until four years ago when she had to learn to let others care for her. After receiving a diagnosis of double-hit mental cell um, lymphoma at the Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, Rudolph returned to Florida in early 2014, spent weeks in the sterile rooms of Holy Cross Hospital in Fort Lauderdale, and then at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, she underwent chemotherapy for the rare and aggressive cancer, which occurs when antibody-producing cells go rogue. All right, now I'll skip down a little bit. Um, at age 40, Cynthia Rudolph died on April 7, 2015, 13 months after her original diagnosis. Her tissue paper trail that remains in full bloom. A week ago, dozens of children stopped by the Market Sprouts booth at the Worthington Farmer's Market to make flowers to donate to area hospitals. Um, Worthington Farms Market volunteer Anna Fawcett um, Foose, I think I said it right. Anna Foose has hosted the flower making event for the past three years. She first heard about the project as her longtime friend and Cynthia's sister in law, Kara Rudolph, who lives in Bexley, posted updates to Facebook. Foose, who knows several friends and neighbors battling cancer, jumped at the chance to help in a um, tactile way. And this is her quote, it's such a win-win for everyone involved, she said. If you have a parent or friend with cancer, this gives you an outlet. All right, and you can read the rest of the article at dispatch.com slash entertainmentlife, or you can just search the article, Florida Cancer Patient Inspires Flower Donations in Central Ohio. Um, look that up. But um, with that, um, it's something that they've done for the last few years now. It's now 2018. They first did this in 2015. And she's hoping to do this um, every year. She's hoping to be a new tradition in the area for those that are struggling with cancer. Um, she hopes to um, give hope to those. It, it tells people that um, there is hope, that um, there's always hope, that you can always battle, whether it's the end of your life or if you want to conquer the cancer and you live on for a long, long time. Um, I think it's really cool that she's doing that. Of course, Worthington Farms Market is over in Worthington, Ohio. Um, I think it's really cool what Anna Foss is doing. Um, so you know what? I think it's very fitting that for the first OMVP of Season X of Ohio is on Fire, it goes to Anna Foos for OMVP, Ohio's Most Valuable Pedestrian. Ooh, ah. A round of applause. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea from Eventide Entertainment, also the host of Mike Talks Funny. Wanted to let you guys know that right now in Dayton, Ohio, Dayton.com is doing their Best of Dayton 2018 contest. Now this is a big annual thing they do. 
where you can go nominate and vote on bars, restaurants, nightclubs, anything in Dayton that you think is the best in the city. And I thought you'd like to know they have a best local podcast category. And wouldn't you know it, four of the shows on this network are based in Dayton, Ohio. Mike Talks Funny, The Life with Don Smith, The Drive-In, and Ohio is on Fire are all based right here in Dayton, Ohio. So, go to projects.dayton.com and start nominating all of these shows for best local podcast. You can nominate more than one uh, thing in every category. So, you can nominate Mike Talks Funny, The Drive-In, The Life, and Ohio is on Fire. And keep nominating. Let's get the Eventide Podcast Network to fill up that category. And then when the voting goes live, you can go vote for each of these shows as well and help one of our shows win Best Local Podcast here in Dayton, Ohio. Again, go to projects.dayton.com and nominate all the shows from the Eventide Entertainment Podcast Network. We really appreciate it. We love our city, and we would love a chance to be the best of Dayton. Join only Amanda Barbosa. Say hello. Hello. Hello to you. <laughs> it's good to have you. Now, I did some research on you for this interview. Um, you have pretty much loved photography since a kid. So I just wanted to know, um, what do you remember as a child, the very first project that you um, did that involved photography or maybe art that you was really proud of? Um, well, it started at about 10. I was gifted a camera, a 110 camera, yeah. which is those long, flat ones. Oh, yeah. If you remember those, or I don't know if that's before your time. I never owned one, but I remember those, yes. yes. And I just took pictures of everything, you know, the cat, the dog, and then it kind of progressed to um, dressing up my friends. So it was the <laughs> inspiration from fashion magazines um, that I would see, you know, at the grocery store. And I would, you know, just put on little outfits like Halloween costumes, or we would go to thrift stores and get old prom dresses and yeah, um, just dress them up, took some pictures, which... You know, not at, I didn't know at that time that it would kind of lead into what I do now, which is boudoir photography, which is very similar. You know, you dress them up, the hair and the makeup, and definitely has a fashion side to it. So that was the start. All right. Now, I also looked up that um, you, um, for the, your, at your high school, you were in charge of photos of the um, high school yearbook. Is yes. that correct? So how did that come about? I was because when I went to high school, I always thought that was cool to work on a yearbook. I didn't work on one. But I just wonder, how did that come about, you working on the yearbook? On the yearbook? Um, well, my junior year, I was gifted a camera for Christmas by yeah. my father. Yes. And it was a really nice Canon Rebel uh, film, not digital. Well, I should ask, was that, was that your first camera you ever owned? The, ni the nice camera, yes. Yes, so uh, that was, excellent. Uh, the Christmas when I was 16. And I read the manual front to back that night and just played around with it and really loved it. And... Um, just asked some fellow students about, you know, taking pictures for yearbook staff. So then I jumped on that second semester, and then yeah. senior year I was the lead photographer. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, now I want to know um, your favorite. Um, now I know you, being that you do photography, um, you do a lot of work with pictures yourself, and of course you probably looked at a lot of pictures in your life. What is your favorite picture? Not if you or, or any of your friends. What's your favorite picture, like, out in the mainstream? Oh, gosh. Uh, is there one in particular, like, from a movie poster or something that you just really enjoyed? Um, 
Well, the first one that comes to mind, Richard Avedon, there's a picture of a woman with two elephants, and she's in a black fashion gown. Okay. It's a black and white print. Um, that one stands out, and especially after watching a documentary as an adult about the making of that picture and how yeah. he himself still thought that it was a failure, that it didn't turn out right the way that he wanted it, when it's like this iconic image that, Man. that I loved ever since I was a child seeing it. Just that contrast of like the... The dirty, big, scary elephants, and then yeah. she's just very glamorous and poised. So it, it was that. That would be it, I guess. That would come to my mind. Well, picture that comes to mind to me. Um, I, there's this festival in Las Vegas. I'm drawing a blank. I forget the name of it already. It's um, they're like out in the middle of the desert. It's outside of Las Vegas, but um, they set themselves on. Um, I think it's the Burning Man Festival. But they're like I'm in the middle of the desert. And people, they um, they run through the fire, and sometimes some people, they dress up in, um, like, gasoline-filled suits, and they set themselves on fire. And um, some people do survive. There's been a few they overdid, and they killed themselves by accident. Ugh. But there are some pictures out there of people who are lit on fire, and as long as I know that they didn't die from it, I think it's amazing. Like, it tests the human limits. Yes, So that's absolutely. that's one that's something that comes to mind as something that's really extreme and... Like, man, how how do you not die from that? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's um but I think it's the Burning Man Festival. Of course I could be wrong, so people at home you can correct that me. That sounds right. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um now um being now we're here in the twenty first century. Um we have all these cool technologies to edit our pictures and do stuff with it. I actually think that any simple idiot from the street can edit a picture and make it look good. Um but then there's a there's a hand select few such as you that can make it great. But I want to know that before we had all these technologies that we have now, like, do you recall what it was like, like, say, the 90s, early 2000s? What was it like to edit a picture? Yeah, absolutely. It, there, there was no editing. <laughs> so, well, so what would you do? When high school and then into college, it was all film. So I would process my own film, print my own pictures, you know, dry them, all of that. If there were to be any retouching... It was used to filters on the lens, so softening, like acne or wrinkles. You would actually put the, the filter on the camera itself. Yes. Um, yeah, it was. That was pretty much it. There were companies that would actually hand paint negatives for thir like serious retouching, like yes. very thorough ones. And then after I graduated from college, I went to the Ohio Institute of Photography and Technology. Yes. And it was uh, 2001 when I graduated. And then I went to work for a studio, and then that was the shift of digital. Yes. So I had to learn digital in the in the work environment. So basically, all that knowledge and training was just kind of thrown out the window. Mm. So then it became. But the studio that I worked for was film, so we kind of, as a group, learned together. Yeah. You know, through the process of flipping to digital. Well, I, I should. I'm just wondering, like, even though we've all switched digital on on so many platforms, is it possible? Like, you do have the background in doing it the an older fashioned way. Is it mm -hmm. possible that we'll ever go back to an older fashioned way of like doing pictures or playing? Yeah, absolutely. Playing? And actually, it's funny because now it's considered a fine art. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there are photographers that work strictly in film. They you know, they have a higher price tag because, of course, the materials are more expensive. Yes. And you. Your knowledge. I mean, you, it's harder to uh, get a perfect image with a negative because you're 
your exposure levels, like there's not as much of a change there. Yeah. Whereas with digital, I mean, you can throw a million filters on it. Yeah. You can do recovery, especially if you're shooting in raw. So there's a lot of things you can do to, to fix a mistake. Whereas in film, you kind of got to get it right. And then you yes. have to wait for it to be developed and not know if you got the shot. And when you do it right under that, under that method, you must feel really good. Like, man, I have to get it right, right then and there. Yeah. Man, it's that's challenging. But it's, I mean, it's beautiful. There is a different look to it, different coloring. It is, it is beautiful. I would love to do it for fun, for a personal project. Yes. Um, but I have not done that. But that's something on the list. Absolutely. What's, what's old is new again. Yeah. Or what's, yeah, that's, I believe that's the saying. Yeah. Now, um, I, when I did some more research on you. Your favorite subject is love. You just love love. <laughs> I so like I, I, I want to know... Um, what is it about love that makes for a great picture? Um, hmm, well, I am a hopeless romantic. I, you know, I had a wonderful mother that we have a great relationship. She was very loving and, you know, taught me a lot about love and um, just capturing moments between, you know, family members, couples, you know, love of oneself in, in a photograph. Yes. Just... Uh, it just brings me joy. There's just something about it. And I, I really think that it's because of how I was raised because money wasn't a value. Love was a, was a value just from. Yeah. More powerful than, um, money, like, like material items. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Did, have you done weddings? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I have another, well, I, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but have you ever done a celebrity wedding? I know there's a lot of famous people throughout the region. Is there, I just want. I just wonder if you ever had that celebrity wedding that you have worked. Celebrity wedding? Oh gosh. Or who we consider a celebrity? A I celebrity. guess. Celebrity. I've I've photographed local celebrities. Um, cool. I can't think of one. Well, well I'm jealous. If yeah. you've done one, and that's more than I have. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I got another question before we have our commercial break. Um, you taking pictures it has a positive impact on people's lives, and that's what you do for a living. Do you hope to um, change the world with your pictures, or do you hope to just um, change, um, um, make people happy? I mean, do you have a small? Do you have a small vision or a big global vision for the pictures that you take? I do not have a big global vision. <laughs> I uh, mine is very personal. I want to make. Uh, people happy but on an individual basis like one-on-one -on -one. I want to yes um, you know take a picture at a wedding with a bride and her grandmother and then you know when that grandmother passes away she has that Cheers. portrait yes you know, a, a capturing a baby at, you know at that beautiful chubby age and then you know soon they're an adult or then a teenager and you miss the those little fat rolls but you have that picture yes um, you know, as we document ourselves and portraits, um, you know, we change as as the years go on, and just capturing us at different phases of our lives. Like I have pictures of myself taken by other photographers. I'm like, oh, my twenties, they were great. Yes. So just having and we are back live with Ohio's on Fire season ten. I am your host, Daniel Diesel, and I'm still here with Amanda Barbosa. She is a professional photographer from the um, Fervent, Ohio area. Um, she's a very good photographer, and, and um, we're going to talk to her. And of course, we've got a fan question, which we'll ask in a little bit. Now, Amanda, um, one of the main reasons I had you on my show for tonight, you have a display that's going to debut this Friday at Clash Dayton. It's in the Oregon District of downtown Dayton. Um, so tell us all about that. What can we expect from this display? Yes, well, I, um, I photograph 
different types of photography, portraiture, weddings, family babies. But a majority of my business is boudoir and pinup photography, okay. which is more the, the sexy side of photography. Yes. And um, I've had some special requests from different clients over the years that kind of delve, you know, dip into the fetish world. And I've always been very curious because me, myself, I personally, in my personal life, I knew nothing about that that side, that wild side. Yeah. And um, recently I became uh, neighbors with Cherish Brooks at the Secret Chamber House of Oddities and Artwork in Fairborn on Main Street. And she's really been my inspiration for this project, um, helping me, you know, introducing me to people that are willing to model, okay. um, you know, explaining what a lot of these fetishes are, oh. you know, helping me with the resources, you know, looking things up and seeing not only what fetishes you know I would like to cover and photograph, but also what I don't want to photograph because there's just so many different fetishes. It's pretty overwhelming. Yes, I'm. A, I, I agree. I think fetish is kind of like an underculture or an underground culture, if you will. Yes. That I've come to learn. Um, now, now you mentioned that you do like more sexual fetishes. Um, I guess something would be in the line of um, Fifty Shades of Grey would be, would that be a fair statement? That's a common, statements? yes, yes. So, you know, uh, the, the sub-dom relationship, oh, okay. submissive and dominant, that's very common. Um, a lot of people request pictures, you know, to be tied up or to have blindfolds, things like that. This show in particular, I'm. Uh, it was very exploratory for me as an artist. So looking up different fetishes... Um, for example, you know, like puppy play. Okay. Uh, as an example. I don't want to give too much away because I want you guys to come check it out. But, you know, yeah. having your significant other dress as a puppy and you act like they're your puppy. So there's there's a, a sexual desire okay. there yes. that I never knew about, never heard about, but it was really interesting to well, photograph. Me, yeah, me neither. Photo. Okay. <laughs> so that's an example. Um, and, you know, all of these are consenting adults. You know, I don't believe in anything where anyone's going to be hurt or if they're doing anything against their will. You know, everything is you know, consenting adults. Yes, you should ch check out this display if you want to because, yes, there will be extreme. Uh, I guess, well, not extreme, I guess it will be like, um, they call it in graphic nature because of it's, a, it's a fetish. If you like fetishes, check it out. But if not, we're not going to force you to... Hey, like, I'm not going to come to your house and say, hey, you better go. I'm going to beat you up. It's, it's a choice. It's a personal choice. Yeah. And it is part of First Friday, downtown Dayton. Yes, First Friday. It is a family-friendly event. So yeah. the photographs are PG-13. So there's not anything too crazy. PG-13. Yes. Okay, well, that's that's the key there. So this will yes. be, these pictures will be PG-13 in nature. So hopefully that doesn't turn away some audience members. <laughs> All right. Now, I've seen that you've done your homework on the world of fetish. I just want to know, from a mental health standpoint, is there such a thing as a good fetish? And is there such a thing as, is there such a, thing as a bad fetish? Um, and what's the difference? Well, my personal opinion, like I said earlier, um, anything where someone is being hurt or doing, you know, against their will, I yes. believe is is not good. It's now, bad, there yes. are people that are interested in pain, and that's something that is excites them. Yeah. If they're a consenting adult and they're requesting that from their partner, you know, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. But there there are some fetishes where, you know, people want to hurt other people, and yeah. I, just, I just don't believe in that at all. Yeah. Good fetishes? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... 
think that anything that makes you feel good if you're in a you know healthy situation with a partner and can I interject that um, with a good fish I think as long as you're not hurting yourself but also you're not hurting others like maybe you're not offending somebody because I can think that what what someone what like one like say if someone enjoys something that could be offensive to someone else so that I think it's a, it's a good fish that if you enjoy it and you're not offending anyone in the audience would that be a fair statement no one's being offended yeah, well, not even audience per se, but just, you know, you and your partner are, comp are completely in agreement with what's happening. Okay. Yes. Okay, all right. That, that's yeah. that's a good way of putting it. So if you want to be hurt and your partner agrees to hurt you and there's nothing that is forcing, you know, one person or the other, then, I mean, go for it, I guess. In the audience, <laughs> anyone that sees those pictures, they should accept that. They should know that they agree to do it. Whether they did, whether they personally don't enjoy it or not, they got to accept it. Mm -hmm. Was that fair statement? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we do have a fan question I got from my Ohio's on Fire show, and um, it was um, dated at Facebook.com/slash Ohio's on Fire show. Um, this listener wants to know: um, Have you ever been overseas? And if you have, what was there? What great picture have you taken overseas? Um. Well, Costa Rica, which is. Not, I guess it's not technically overseas. It's kind of down. A yeah. Um, I would say I, I took a ton of pictures there. Okay. What was your favorites that you can recall? My favorite was. I would, oh gosh, let me try to narrow it down. Um, the monkeys in the trees. Yes. Because I've never seen a monkey outside of a zoo. Uh -huh. So just to be in the jungle, in the wild, and hear a noise, and to look up and be like, "Oh my gosh, there's a family of monkeys!" Like, <laughs> and they they followed me, like they went from tree to tree and were watching me as I went through the hike. And it was that's the first thing that comes to mind. It was pretty amazing to see them in their their own habitat, chilling out and thinking that I'm the weirdo and watching oh. me. Oh man. <laughs> Um, is there a country that you would like to go to? Like you went to yes. Costa Rica. What's your dream country? Australia. Oh Absolutely yeah. Australia. Yes. Foster's Australia Fabia. <laughs> I can just see it now. You, you're you got a picture and you're taking pictures of people drinking beer and just getting the fights. I don't know what that means anything. I'm just rambling. So all right. Well, I hope you go to Australia one day. Me too. Now, with that being said, yes, you are. You do do this for a living. People can pay you for your services as photographers. So I want you to tell us this. Your chance to plug your business. What do you do with your business, and how can people use you? Well, I um, my studio is located in Fairborn. Like yes. I said, um, the Secret Chamber House of Oddities and Artwork on Main Street. Yeah. Um, I am neighbors with her, Cherish Brooks. Okay. And um, it's by appointment only, so it's not like a you can walk in any time of day. I kind of yeah. need to know that you're going to be there. Yes. Because <laughs> I might be in a shoot. Yes. Um, and so that's where I'm located, but I actually photograph on location all the time. I go to people's homes. I go to concert venues, parks, um, you know, just all over the place. I'm happy to travel. Um, again, I do portraiture, so weddings, families, babies, but a majority of my business is the boudoir and pinup. And actually, yes. I'm, you know, exploring this fetish photography world. It's something that's very new to me. Yes. And after this personal project, like, I'd like to do more. It's, it's, it's been an awakening. 
<laughs> now, what's the website people can find you at to potentially hire you for your services? I would go to DaytonBoudoir.com. Dayton Boudoir. How do you spell that? Uh, boudoir is B-O-U. B-O-U. D-O-I-R. D-O-I-R. Okay, so um, for those of you that she just spelled it, because I know some people may not be able to spell that, Dayton Boudoir. Um, and that's um, a place to find Amanda Barbosa. And thanks again for playing that new kids on the block song. That yes. <laughs> well, I saw. Well, I saw your about me. You said that was your first real band that you really loved. Yes. So I, 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 I couldn't help it. I love music, and um, Dayton has a great local music. Scene. I totally agree. I, I on this show, I like to explore the local music scene. So yes. I, I totally agree with that yes, statement. So if I'm not at work, you'll see me at a. At a live show around town for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to try to go do a few shows. Maybe I'll bump into you. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, once again, so, um, well, that is all the questions I have. So, once again, Amanda Barbosa, um, she is, she's waving at the camera. Move over, Jimmy Kimmel. Step aside, Conan O'Brien. Back off, Stephen Colbert. It's my turn. I'm Mike Shea, and every Tuesday on my show, Mike Talks Funny, I sit down and talk with comedians, actors, film fans, podcasters, anybody willing to get down, get deep, and get dirty. I don't remember the first time I had sex. That was horrible. <laughs> I didn't even finish the first time I had sex. I've tasted what most comics want, and now I have to go back and eat the leftovers. You're so brave. For wearing that shade of lipstick on stage. Oh my god! <laughs> Think of Last Comic Standing and Mystery Science Theater 3000 had a baby, and that's the show. My online doppelganger is also a, a larger black man. He is uh, Adrian Miller. All the top results are he's a professor. Interviews with great people, not to mention all kinds of awesome new music every show. Hey, this is Don Smith. This is Scotty Mage. Hey, this is Kevin Goatee with Comics Watching Comics. Brought to you by Eventide Entertainment. And we are back with Ohio's on Fire. I am Daniel Diesel. It is now time for the final message of this episode. Um, but, but, but a reminder of next week's show. I will be on again live next week. I will have the band Thundertaker on the show. Of course, the lead singer is a good friend of mine. Her name is Parisa. Um, she's been a friend of mine, and we got some short some stories we got we can share on the air. As um, one of the things I did when I was gone, I um, learned to be a stand-up comedian. And she was in a class with me, and of course she was in a previous class with me as well. And I've bumped into in her several I've bumped into her several times over the years. And she's also came to some events that I've put on. So she's a good friend of mine, Parisa. But her band, Thundertaker, will be on the show next week for live interview. So that'll be great. <coughs> Remember to check that out. And of course I'll have um, interviews throughout um, this season. I'll be on um, throughout February. And then most of March, which still be a March week, there's going to be a baseball game, so I won't be on. And then I'll be on all through April, and then I'll have a bit of an off-season. Of course, I'll, uh, my future beyond these 12 episodes is up in the air. But um, I want to talk about how, how these 12 episodes came to be. Because, yes, I am back, and I did not know if I was ever going to come back. Um, two years ago, um, March 2015, March 1st, 2016, um, I signed off the air of the station, which I thought would be for the last time. <coughs> and um, and um, it, it's a very complicated story. It's a long story that I'll make short. Um, I was not happy with the radio station at the time, and there were several um, prominent members of the station who had um, powerful positions. They was not happy with me, and I decided I did not need to stress, and there's other things I can focus on in my life. So I walked away, 
and I um, figuratively had the middle finger in the air upon me leaving as um, I let it be known I was unhappy and um, like I said I did not know if I was ever going to be back um, rewind um, sometime this past fall um, the current GM of the station Adam Whiteman um, he's doing a great job here at the station and of course he is um, he remembers the show that I did he remembers me he reached out to me saying hey I think there's some more there's some college radio left in yeah uh, we need all the help we can get I think it's possible you can make a return I had to think about it I had to think I had to see that things cleared up and I had to think if I had a good reason to come back I had to find um, something that pushed me over that hump and um, me and Adam, we worked something out, and here we are today. I am. It is um, January thirty first, two thousand eighteen. I am back on the air, and it is uh, unbelievable that I am back. Um, but now that I am here, why am I here? I'm here. You know, I love. I just. I love radio. Um, <coughs> it's one of the big things I've always wanted to do since I was a young child. I always loved being behind the mic. Um, I'm not shy. Um, I'm looking to improve my craft, and um, I hope. And of course, this platform allows me to do that. So that's one reason why I am back here once again. And it feels great seeing these familiar purple walls. Um, they're always going to be purple. I think in years past we've requested that it gets painted green or something that reflects right state, but it's still purple. It's never going to change people. And I don't think I want it to change. I don't. I would not know what to do with myself if this wall was not purple. So let's leave it be. But I am happy to be back in this, these purple walls. The other thing is that I remember I made a statement on my the last show that I did. I said that I had a dream that I um, I was on a boat. That this radio station represented a boat in the middle of the ocean, and I was going to get a gasoline and burn that boat because it was time to move on to something else. Well, I found another dream. I dreamed that I got a water hose and I sprayed that fire out on that boat. Because I realized, you know what? You should never burn bridges. You should never burn boats. Because you just never know what this life has in store for you. And this is a wonderful surprise in my life. And I have a lot of goals I want to accomplish in college radio. This is really my last real shot at doing so because no I will not be here forever um, because people do move on like once they graduate I am still a student here at here at Wright State and I was thinking what do I want to accomplish now that I am back here I have um, pulled myself back into this boat that is college radio <coughs> part of it is I would love to win um, a big title for the station something that's really big and important um, I think that one of the biggest um, things that you can accomplish here in college radio is College Radio Day. Every year they have um, they pick six or eight colleges throughout the nation that celebrate College Radio Day, and this is among like over hundreds of schools throughout the world. And they pick the best of the best. And I would love it if this station would win um, an, an award for College Radio Day for having one of the best radio stations. All right now, that's the big award that's out there. Um, a few awards that used to exist at the station that no longer exist. Um, one, you had the MTV Woody, which they still have that, but they got rid of the best college radio station platform, the award. 
I hope it comes back that because that would be great. <coughs> now, pardon me. I have I have a duck in my throat, and so that's what I'm talking a lot. That's what's caused me to cough. But I am fine. I'm healthy. I'm not dying. I promise. Anywho, um, the MTV Woody. Um, it was a big award, and I love, it was like a national award with big national recognition and a big brand name behind it. I kind of hate that they no longer recognize college radio, because um, that was a good vehicle for anyone that won it. Um, I hope maybe one day we'll come back. Right now that's not an option. And the other an award, another award that's not an option for college radio is the, um, is the college journal, or the um, radio journal. Um, they went out of business, so um, I don't know. I don't know the alternative. There's an alternative that's out there, but um, they also um, did. They did an award um, every October. People in stations, members of stations, got invited to New York to take part in a big festival, but that's no longer there. Um, yeah, the College Radio Journal. Um, it was really cool for what it was, but. Just like a business, you got to have the money to keep it going. They did not do so. <coughs> and they met their demise. Um, so there's that. Um, so really the big one right now is College Radio Day. And I have some ideas. Um, hopefully we can win that award because that happens in October or November they have that. So that'd be cool if we can win that. Then this is probably really my last shot to help this college radio station win something, something that can we can put on our resume and maybe give us some national recognition, something that we can really celebrate and bond over. So that excites me. Another thing that excites me is um, networking. Um, I have decided that um, for as long as I was away from doing college radio, in one way or another, I always want to broadcast. And this does allow me to network. I can do these shows, send them out to stations or other podcasting companies, and see if um, what else what else is out there. Some some way um, I can take my game to the next level whenever I need to. Um, some or if I need a new challenge, because I would like to do this in some form or fashion for the rest of my life. And this is um, this is a good way to do it. So that's why another reason why I am back. Um, and, the other, and I guess another reason why I'm back, I want to end on a happy terms. The last two times I've left, it was unsettling. Like the first time I left way back when, it was due to issues in my life. It was kind of, um, I, I was forced in a situation where I had to move back to another school. And um, I had to give up the radio station. Of course, then the last time, it was due to interpersonal conflict between myself and the station um, I believe there's a situation there where we can end, there can be a happy ending to my time here at the station, because this is like a third act for me, and three is the magic number, and in all, um, great stories, there's three acts, and the third act is the cli climactic ending, and I want that happy climactic ending. Um, and I have some things that I think I can do in college radio that I want to do. And I finally get to do those. I hope to interview some semi-B-list celebrities. I think I can do that. I believe I can make some dreams come true. I can do cool things for people in the community. Using this college radio show as a platform and a vehicle to do that. 
and really this is um, my chance to do it and um, I didn't want to pass up on a chance and they did ask me because when I left I didn't know I was coming back I asked to come back um, this station Adam Whiteman and this station they asked me to come back it was professional we had um, a we had good conversations and I agreed to come back it was in my heart to do it and um, and yes the people, of course, one of the, yes, another cool thing I miss is the people that walk by here. They see me perform, they wave at me, and it's all great. And I, I, I have the habit of waving at people. Um, and of course, I get to interview people once again. It's this, there's the, the wonderful green walls of this hallway for anyone that remembers this, those hallways. It's still lime green, just like this station is still um, dark purple. This I'm in on air studio. The hall is still lime green. Nothing has changed, and um, and yes, it's I, I'm thrilled to be back here because I had the time of my life as a young adult, and I'm still I'm a young adult. I'm on, I'm on the older edge, the older end of being a young adult. Uh, so I still have a few years left to be a young adult before uh, perhaps I become middle age. Um, I don't know how that works. Um, the the internet says. When you're an old man, I think when you turn 40, you're considered an older person or middle age. So I'm not there yet. I got some time to be in my youth and um, what a way to spend it. But on air, I'm talking about the things I care about and hopefully bringing you the best college radio show in all the land. It's not my opinion. It's up to you if you think this is a good show. But I think I'm pretty good. And I don't want this, I don't want this show to suck. So um, I'm willing to um, give this another go. And um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, and I got until the end of April to do new episodes. And then if there's any more new episodes after that, we will see. But yes, and to follow me on my journey, I want every last one of you to follow me on this journey. Um, visit me visit me at www.facebook.com slash Ohio was on fire show. That is the official website of this show. I'll post pictures and video updates. And of course, I got my music community, Dayton's Indie Music Madness, on Facebook. Look that up. Ohio. The issue 1619 FM. That's the way it is.